Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Anger is a manifestation of selfishness. Hi, this is Keith Tusi. So glad you could be with me for this podcast of Leadership in Context. In the next seven lessons, I'm going to share some personal reflections with you. Uh, you know, I wrote a book. The name of the book is called The God Who Intervenes. And in one of the chapters, let me look here and I'll give you the chapter number, chapter 18, toward the end of the book, I talk about lessons learned. And I list seven things there. Now, trust me, I've learned a lot more than seven lessons. But these are kind of big categories. And these are things in reflection that uh, I think are vital to learn and important to learn. And uh, Pastor Rick Powden, who wrote the forward for my book, said, Keith, I think you really ought to take some time in your podcast and just download some of those lessons you've learned. They could be very valuable to other people. And uh, quite frankly, it's something I probably wouldn't have thought about. So I'm going to take that time with you. And uh, this is going to be kind of a heart-to-heart stuff, you know, like we're having a cup of coffee together. Uh, but I'm just going to go over these seven lessons. I'm probably going to do them one at a time. Certainly, this one was going to be a standalone. And uh, and I, I want to talk to you about anger, okay? Uh, you know, growing up, I had a severe anger rage problem. Uh, we moved around a lot as a kid. I was in a bunch of schools. Ended up, you know, when you do that, as especially as a boy, I think you get in a lot of fights, So I I learned how to fight, and uh, I found out that rage and anger could be a great tool of intimidation, and it could fire your emotions to do things that were outside your ability and outside your character. I want you to think about that. That's what anger, and the next step is rage, where it's just uncontrollable. And I lived in that realm, and when I got born again, there really was a peace that happened in my life. That rage was gone. That chip in my shoulder, I mean, I could go from anger to rage in just a light switch, in a flash. But now looking back, what I found out or what I've learned is that that had become part of my trained reaction. The normal for me was to be angry. And I'm going to say this several times in this podcast, and and this is a lesson I've learned that has helped me be less angry, and when I am angry, not to justify my anger. And that is very simply this. Anger, at the end of the day, is a manifestation of selfishness. Unless you're angry about righteous things, and we're going to take a couple minutes and talk about that too. But anger is just a big boy pouting because they didn't get their own way. When you show anger to people you love, people that are close to you especially, and you are using intimidating language or posture or words, whatever it may be, what you're doing is you're just a a two-year-old that has overgrown their britches, okay? And as I speak this to you, even it's very painful for me because it took me so many years 
to learn this. I remember somebody saying to me one time when I exhibited some anger, and you know, and you, and you can justify a lot of things. And, and in this situation, I was exhibit, exhibiting anger over some kingdom thing that wasn't done or wasn't done properly. And you know what they said to me? They said, you know, Keith, just because somebody went wrong doesn't mean you have to blame it on somebody. I was like, wow. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm sure I know that, but things go wrong. People even do wrong things or people don't perform your expectations. But anger is a form of blaming. A- anger, in many senses, is a form of excusing yourself and not taking on your own responsibility. And, you know, for years, I've always thought of myself as a very responsible person. Well, I may not, you know, think of myself as a as a hyper-gifted person and has a lot of different abilities. I thought, you know, I'm a responsible person. And the truth is, when you're operating in anger in a kingdom situation or a team setting, you're trying to get something done in your, in your church, your family, your business, and you're acting angry, what you're really doing, and, and this hurts to say, I, I mean, because I'm, I'm piling coals of fire on my own tongue here, but it's true. Uh, and, and again, I wish I would have learned these lessons so much sooner, is that when you're exhibiting that kind of anger, you know what you're really doing? It, it, aside from being selfish, what you're really doing is saying, I'm not the responsible party. I have no responsibility in this. It's all your fault. Look what you're doing. Look what you've done. Look how you're acting. Meanwhile, the person being angry is acting like, you know, for, for lack of a better word, like, like an idiot. But they're, but they're acting selfish. Anger is selfish. You have to see it like that. And anger usually does not, you know, get its long-term results. And, and we've got to understand that. And I went through uh, a, a period of time where I really... Uh, had to be taken to the woodshed by the Holy Spirit for excusing my anger. You know, I had a high-profile leader that worked alongside me, uh, very sophisticated person, you know, uh, highly educated, uh, very high rank in their field of endeavor. And uh, they worked close with me on, on different things. And they said to me one time, you know, Keith, there are certain faces you make that are very intimidating to me, and I just wish you would rather talk to me. Now, this was a very high-profile guy who is very good at what he did, how he made a living, etc. And uh, that was a very, you know, strong statement he made to me that I was using my posture, my demeanor, not even my words, to voice my disapproval. Wow. You know, I, I in some of those leadership lessons, when I talked about Moses, you know, I talked about first you lose your demeanor, then you lose your discipline, then you lose focus on your destination. Well, that's how I learned that lesson. I saw it in Moses' life when I read it in the Bible, but I'd already figured that out, be, you know, during a course of time. And, and I would say this to you, when you're working around somebody you love, your family or team members, they should never be able to figure out when you're angry or disappointed by your demeanor or by your actions. I'm going to say that again. They should never be able to figure out 
that you're angry or disappointed by your actions. Guys, if you're listening to me and you're upset with your wife, she should never be able to read that in your body language. If it's something that has to be talked about, that should be expressed in good words, meaningful words. And uh, a lot of times we get not only very loose with our lips, but we get very loose with our demeanor and our actions. Uh, if you're in any kind of leadership and you have a team, you're going to hit times where there's disappointment. They should not be able to read that in you. There are things that have to be communicated. There are people you got to call out so you can call them up. I, I understand that. I, I do that. Matter of fact, I think I'm much better at doing that now than I used to be when I used intimidating words or my posture or, you know, my facial expressions or whatever it was. And a, a lot of times I didn't know I was even doing that. Okay. It, it became like a bad habit. So the first thing to do is ask the Holy Spirit to make you aware when you are doing that. And that's what that's how change happened in my life. All of a sudden, I wasn't getting ambushed. Like that anger just wasn't overtaking me, getting snuck up on me. I, I started seeing it from 50 paces and I started seeing the damage it would do if I leaned into that and let that happen. So that that's a habit, okay? It's it's a bad habit. It's a sinful habit. It's given place to the flesh. And it can be very, uh, you know, you can be very unaware of it, okay? And so I would say to this, if people are telling you that you act in anger, you know, don't don't defend yourself. That's what I did. Well, I wasn't angry. I, in other words, I wasn't consciously trying to punish somebody or act in a certain way. It was my emotional response, and that's what it was. It wasn't a spiritual response. It was an emotional response. And I'm still mastering that, okay, because that was an ingrained part of my life. And uh, I had to really learn how to cut that thing off at the root. And I think over the last few years, I've gotten, you know, thank the Lord, I've matured a little bit. But this is a lesson Man, if I would have learned this lesson a lot sooner in life and really taken responsibility for my anger, really heard the people around me, you know, here, oh, you're acting this way or that way, rather than putting off on them and say, you know, toughen up. <laughs> and I'm not saying there's not a time to show some passion and emotion, uh, some dis, dis uh, uh, approval of certain things. But you know what? That That is really one so thin slice of the pie, okay? And people say, well, yeah, you know, Jesus, you know, threw the money changers out of the temple. That was righteous anger. But that's not the pattern. That That's the exception. And so I think that that passion needs to be there. I think God needs to tap that emotion. You know, when you read uh, Proverbs 6 about, you know, there are six things that the Lord hates, I think we ought to hate those things. Matter of fact, let me go this far and make this statement. I believe we each have a capacity, you know, of love and anger, that we have certain capacities. And basically, if you're not loving the right thing, you're going to love the wrong thing. If you're not being angry at the right thing, you're going to be angry at the wrong thing. And so I think one of the, the things you lose is when you're angry at the at the wrong thing, uh, you're not going to be really angry at the right thing. And if you spend your time being angry at what God's angry about, these six things he talks about, 
you know, seven things, a, you know, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that run rapidly to evil, a false witness, and he who spreads strife among his brothers. I tell you what, you stay angry about those seven things. I don't think you're going to have a lot of emotional capacity to be angry at much else, okay? Uh, so listen, hear from my heart. These these are lessons it took me years to learn. And if I could just lay hands on you and impart that to you, I would. But I, I want you to hear my heart and, and, and really take this as a sobering moment and maybe even ask people how you demonstrate anger uh, that is not in a healthy way. Let's be free of this thing. Let's walk free. Uh, you don't have to pay the price I've had to pay to learn. Learn from me. Take your lumps from somebody else, okay? Hey, I love you. Thank you. Thank you for letting me share my heart with you. If you think this podcast would be helpful to somebody as a friend, why don't you just send it to them or invite them to listen with you? Uh, but hopefully this has been a blessing to you. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. Today, Keith had a discussion about lessons he's learned. He talks about them in his book, The God Who Intervenes, which is available at nrpastors.com. We each have a capacity for love and anger. If you are not loving the right thing, you are going to love the wrong thing. If you are not being angry at the right thing, you are going to be angry at the wrong thing. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.